0: is the Tunnel rat alert civil defense information will be broadcast at six forty. west of the rockies you're on the air hello Y 2k how can we prepare stop a few of their machines and radios
1: throw them into darkness for a few hours
0: we are fighting for our lives my family must survive boom for five years a thousand gallons of gas air filtration water filtration At you from the frozen tundra that is east central alberta canada streaming live on youtube facebook twitter twitch telegram rumble and odyssey welcome back to the workshop where we create community find freedom promote preparedness and share success i am Tool Man tim this is mrs toolman it's january twenty seventh, 2023 and this is episode 243 of the workshop podcast so how the hell is everyone out there this evening Hey, RZ, we got you over in Twitch. It's good to have you. Well, we are going to, we're back with episode two of The Last of Us. I almost said The Walking Dead, believe it or not. But (laughs) uh, before we dive into our thoughts on this week's show, I got a few announcements we'll get out of the way. First off, I don't know if you guys follow, I'm I'm sure most of you do, John Willis at SOE Tactical. But uh, man, he's a good man. He keeps sending me shirts all the time. So if you guys are looking for incredible tactical gear that's gonna last forever and some politically incorrect t-shirts that, uh, you know, stand for what you stand for and probably make you laugh a little bit, run by and check that out. I wanna show you guys a couple he sent me just this week. So there is this one. I grabbed him just before and I forgot. So this one says, hard work, no handouts. And you can read the back of that, which is cool. I haven't even set that over there for my baby. This is the brand new one that just showed up today i had three show up in three days the one i wanted to show you guys i forgot to bring down tonight it's a beautiful thin hoodie that is just looks so nice in the uh with the red and black that they did it in so and if texas tennessee shiner shows up tonight he's the one that prints these for John. The so let's see what this one says <laughs> Uh, On the back, it says, every normal man must be tempted at times to spit on his hands, hoist the black flag, and begin slitting throats. SOE tactical gear. That's pretty cool. Thank you, John Willis. So, originalsoe.com, I believe is the right email or the URL. And if I think of it tomorrow night, I will grab the hoodie and show you guys because it's a pretty smart hoodie, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Number two, patchofthemonth.co. So, we've got what do we got? Four days left this month. So, at the end of this month, there will be a, uh, that's the end of the promo code for Mitch from TikTok. If you guys remember Mitch, we all remember what Mitch rhymes with, don't we? And thanks to Mitch, I picked up a few new subscribers to the Patch of the Month Club. So, if you're looking to get two free patches this month uh, with your first uh, subscription, go to patchofthemonth.co and click on the Mitch promo code. And third, I announced it last night, but if you weren't following... (laughs) We have a little dog at the door who keeps trying to get in tonight. No, it's Maisie. I know it's amazing Yeah. The uh so I'm gonna be at the Thrivalist Fair in Addy, Washington, the last weekend in May. I'm gonna be speaking twice while I'm there, once on entrepreneurship and once on repairness. Uh, repairedness. So I'm really, really excited about that. And uh what else do we? Oh, yeah, this is a big announcement, of course, you guys. If you follow my bu- my brother-in-law, Barrett, he, he's on here sometimes. We talk to him. Well, I believe he's sitting down enjoying our show tonight in his brand-new Lazy Boy chair. It's actually a chair and a half, isn't it? So I had to show him out for that. And finally, this one was really cool, guys. I, I got to get this one out of the way, too, because I got tagged in a Facebook post earlier today. It was from a friend of ours named Tiana, and her kids just love Toolman Tim for some reason. They go to the daycare. They're just awesome. And so she went into the living room. She said it's hard to get anything done because the both of them are sitting on the in the living room couch watching last night's workshop podcast. <laughs> so I need to shout out to Mia and Kennedy. I'm sure I'll see you at the daycare, but if you guys are listening, it's good to see you and uh, I hope you enjoyed this and I hope it made you smile just a little bit. So with that, why don't we dive in? So tonight we're going to talk about episode two titled Infected from the last of us what do you think there mrs cook i'm just letting tiana know oh yeah so we just... it, yeah we just showed it out to the little girls there they're they're uh off. they're great little kids they they cracked me up so this week uh i guess suppose it okay first off we'll get the spoilers warning out of the way simply because if you're watching this anything from episode two or one is fair game
1: so well that and plus like They're all over the internet, the spoilers. Yeah, yeah.
0: and and we were a day later this week. We didn't get to see it until Tuesday, right? Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Last week we saw it on Monday. So we watched it on Tuesday, then on Wednesday. And there was a couple of people talking about it in the chat room. And I'm like, oh, shit, I need to get to watch this. So we enjoyed it. (coughs) Excuse me. So it opens up in Jakarta, 2003, at a cafe two soldiers come in and take a lady away. She's just trying to sit there all by herself and eat a lonely dinner. And she looks scared shitless. And she's in the back of a police car or what looks like a police car. And she just asks, like, sir, did I, you know, did I commit a crime? What, what's going on? What'd you think of that opening scene there, Mrs. Cook?
1: It wasn't too bad. Like, um, I like because it's referenced, like, from the first episode when mm-hmm. they're talking about Jakarta. Yes. And so I like how they... they tie it in together Yes. so like so so you're under the impression that uh like they should basically patient zero is from jakarta
0: yes and then they fill us in so uh i'm sure lots of you out there knew this i had to look it up but um jakarta is the capital of i just wrote it ahead of indonesia. indonesia and it's also the home of the largest well actually wait a minute we'll, we'll get to that too but so it's the capital of indonesia and so she's driving along she's kind of nervous so like
1: no you're not in trouble we just need you to take a look at something it's kind of nice to see not it start somewhere like all they always seem to originate in china yes that's yeah, true it, yeah it's that's kind right. of nice to see something a little bit different there. switch like, things up a little like i know there, right? it's still asia but but it, it is nice to switch it up a little bit and, and jakarta like that's the last place you would think something's gonna happen
0: which so <laughs> we watched it last week, and of course we all made the predictions. Uh, I guess it was your, your your sister Amy that made the prediction about it. Well, we were flower, all talking right? about
1: it, and like because like throughout the whole episode, they start talking about well, they always have a reference about uh well there was the cake and the cookies, cookies and, the pancake yeah and how how they had no axe ac- they didn't have anything that basically had any flour in it.
0: And Joel, Joel was on uh Atkins,
1: Atkins which yeah. is you know Well, I think he just said that because he didn't yeah, want the biscuits that's from true. the Because <laughs> he biscuits, was like he well, yeah. to her mouth, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was the big theory. I mean, there was eight hundred and forty two breadcrumbs, part of <laughs> the pun, and yeah. uh, you know, Easter eggs in there. And of course it turned out that was exactly what it was. Yeah. So we end up at this containment facility. It was uh kind of well, okay. I love, I don't know if you guys remember last week, but one of the big things that I said was, I really, I wish they'd have spent more time on the collapse, right? I love yeah. I love seeing the pre-apocalypse stuff. It, it's intriguing to me. So the fact that they went back
1: and did this flashback again in this episode, I hope they do one in every episode. I think they probably will. Maybe. Like, it'd be good to see, like, the fall of all the different countries and, and like, them talk about it. And and maybe, you know, because, like, they always seem to do the the flashbacks, mm-hmm. like when people are remembering, but they never actually do the stories. Because, like when we went back um, with Iron Leg, Iron Legend, yeah, yeah, when yeah. it showed, like what happened to his wife and his daughter, and like it, but it physically showed it wasn't just him telling the story. Yes, I yeah. like that. I, I do,
0: and so these flashbacks are, again, they're not part of the the overall narrative of the video game. So if you haven't played it it's not specifically in there but bits and pieces of some of this come out from like letters and things that they read when they're scavenging different places so it, it's cool uh even something uh, <laughs> clark hasn't watched it this at this <laughs> point it's okay good to have you anyway clark we yes. appreciate you <laughs> so yeah um so they're at a containment facility they bring the doctor in we're like they said you need to look at this doctor so she looks through the microscope and she sees
1: it, it doesn't really show no it doesn't no. just
0: says she basically asked questions like why was it treated with a certain chemical because you know basically it's not possible for this to exist in humans mm-hmm. and the guy looks at her and like well
1: surprise actually uh clark it's on crave
0: yes so clark mm-hmm. um yeah uh, i think clark camera of clark's mm-hmm. in canada or the u.s right at the moment but either so in canada it's on crave and in the states it's on hbo max Max yes yeah it's probably on hbo hbo as well so hbo in the u.s and crave in canada so um so yeah she looks through the microscope and then she says well this can't be possible and the soldier says well as a matter of fact it is uh yes i I was pretty sure that was clark clark yeah so yeah it's on uh on crave clark so they tell her it's mutated it has gotten into humans and it turns out that we don't exactly know who patient zero is but the most zero patient we find out just happens to work at the largest mill in the world jakarta (laughs) (laughs) the sorry the largest flour mill in the world and it turns out i did a little googling and this is actually an, an existent flour mill they just doubled their production or close to doubled they can put out 12,000 ton of flour a day at this mill that ships all across the world so it would not take very long at all for this fungus to get mixed into
1: the flour well and i, I hope they they discuss how it survives in the flour right like i hope they discuss that because cuz basically if you're putting it in a bag of flour you think it would like suffocate or cuz there's nothing <laughs> like so I hope they discuss how well they, they made one mention of
0: it in there and they they basically said that flour was the perfect substrate and substrate is like a I I it's like a dry medium that you can store
1: uh mushroom spores in I guess from what I understand well, but the way it makes it look it's like they're like vines and everything so so if you're taking a cup of flour like so are you getting like the little tiny spores or are you actually getting a vine like and I, I just hope they explain how it too. actually works because maybe unless it's, of course it like some sort of larva. Well, or I, I was wondering like, maybe if it gets airborne when the flower gets mixed up
0: or. I don't think it's airborne though. Right. Because yeah. remember,
1: it's all underground.
0: Yeah, that's true. I wonder. Well, then I wonder if it's when it gets wet. And, or that, or maybe it lays eggs. But yeah, I don't. But then know. the other thing is that it doesn't take. I mean, the way it spreads, it spreads like a zombie virus. Yeah. So it doesn't take a whole hell of a lot of time to, you know because yeah so the way they they basically say they show this so we get a full-on naked view of a cadaver which is you're like oh this is HBO so there's a lady lying on the table dead and this lady comes in and he's the uh, the soldier says look at her foot or her ankle she has bite marks on her ankle and they cut into it and you said it was the
1: it's like a like the fungus yes you, can the fun- see it, you don't don't see it fully but you can see that it's like gray right yeah
0: and then she reaches into the throat with tweezers pulls out what looks like bean
1: sprouts <laughs> it's kind of like a bean sprout or like a potato eye
0: yes yep. yeah like but a just a little life. bit thinner yeah yes. or,
1: or like or roots yeah that's what it looks like yeah and
0: kind of like what you see when mushrooms are growing in a damp moist environment right and kind
1: of in a dark area and you see all those little tendrils coming off it well see and that's what makes me wonder about the flower because flower is not moist and it's not like but it would be dark but but it has to survive somehow so how is it surviving in the flower to be shipped from indonesia to the us or like so that's why i'm wondering maybe it like maybe it lays eggs and maybe you ingest the egg and then the egg hatches i i don't know i'm just trying to figure it out like it there's a lot of questions there that aren't answered yet i'm not laughing at becky guys i'm laughing at my
0: dog trying to chew her way through the door (laughs) of course she never does this just so you know she never does this when i'm on the show it's just me only when becky's in here because apparently she can't come on the show live (laughs) with me so if anybody hears weird sounds like uh, a zombie trying to get in the door behind <laughs> us. It's just a four-pound chihuahua trying to chew her way through the door. So could you open it up? For yeah, I right? probably can. You just hang on, guys. Here, we're just gonna. Because <laughs> she out. won't stop. Come on in.
1: Come on, man. There
0: we are. All right, guys. There, back to live. That's the joys of live television. I hope everybody on the audio is like, what the hell is going on? So now <laughs> she's just gonna hang out with us in here until she decides she wants to get out. So, largest flour mill in the world. She cuts into the cadaver. And she reads in, reaches into the cadaver's throat pulls these tendrils out and the crazy thing is they're not dead they're like, like
1: eh. well see and they and they um well and, and that's the other thing too so they're not dead but they use uh the body as a puppet yes so yeah. but obviously they can't use the body as a puppet is it if, if the body is shot in the head right so it must if it, if you basically destroy the brain Then it can't control the body but it still survives somehow so it must still be well i think it 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 basically after the body dies it seems like it feeds off of what's left there but but it but um but how would it bite to travel so it must actually have to get close now so it can get into it i think so yeah because there's quite a bit we we may never know all the mythology
0: behind it because Uh, i hope they do some more explaining i do too and Because it would be interesting to hear the backstory on it. I'm starting to think. We only get nine episodes. I don't think they're going to make it all the way through the uh, first uh, edition, the volume one or the first Oh, I don't know. Well, They
1: got through Tess pretty quick.
0: That's true. So So We're going to talk about Tess in a minute, God rest her soul. But yeah. So uh, one of the craziest, darkest lines in the whole show come up after this. So they're sitting in kind of like a a waiting room afterwards because she freaks out when she sees these little tendrils flopping around. And the guy looks at her and he says, well, um, we need medicine. How, how do we cure this? And she asked, you know, well, uh, who did she bite? And they said she bought bit three co-workers at work and we have them and we had to put them down. And they said they locked her in a bathroom. Right. And Yeah. yeah and the cops dispatched her too, right? Wasn't it? Or they killed I, yeah, her? Yeah, I think yeah. they did. Yeah. But the crazy thing was, and of course, this is what I was wondering. She looks at the guy and she says, well, who bit her? And he shakes Mm -hmm. his head like, I don't know. And you knew right at that moment, (laughs) pardon the French, the world's fucked because they couldn't control it. So he looks at her and he says, well, we need medicine. How do we cure this? She goes, you don't understand. This is a fungus. Fungus doesn't grow in humans. There is no vaccine. There is no cure. There is no treatment. And she says one word. She says, bomb. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And this is a woman whose family lives in this city. And she basically says you need to bomb the shit out of this country, and uh I need to go home and be with my family. Yeah. And how scary is that?
1: Yeah. You know, that
0: to me, oh anyway, yeah, she he,
1: said she wanted to go home to her family, and then she said that you have to so she can spend what little time she has left, and then she basically tells him to bomb Jakarta. Yeah, like bomb that, it. That's it. That I mean, yeah. that was what maybe a five
0: minute three to five minute opening scene? Well, they obviously they, didn't
1: take her serious enough right? well
0: i think they tried so there's a throwaway comment later on mm-hmm. where they talk about boston looking like the moon because it has craters in it mm-hmm. and they said well they bombed boston to slow it down
1: well i think what she meant by bomb though she probably meant like a, an, an atom. atomic bomb Unlike, or something. An at, yeah. like an atomic bomb or a nuclear bomb right mm-hmm. to That's basically level everything out so there would be nothing left but they were just dropping crater bombs yeah they didn't do much like all that does is just blow things up and we
0: we've been joined by Maisie hello Maisie what are your thoughts on The Last of Us you're just going to sit there and stare at me aren't you (laughs) (laughs) so apparently she's mad that I have my wife down here with me so (laughs) so that that's the cold open guys that's what comes before the credits and you know what we never talked about was the opening credit scene uh the opening credits to the show Mm. it's very much in the vein of Game of Thrones isn't it
1: yeah kind of like how it travels yeah it has that
0: yeah because instead of going from world to world it's like you're following this uh the virus yeah yeah. it's really creepy and then of course it cuts to that iconic The Last of Us title screen like they have in the video game as well and so I was going to mention too I if anybody out there has played the video game Mr. Prepper I came across this the other night, and I managed to dust off my PlayStation. I'm going to give it a shot one of these nights. I may try to stream on Twitch, but uh, yeah, it looked pretty interesting. It's like a cross between Sims and, I don't know, an end-of-the-world bunker builder game. So anyway, threw that out there. So from there, after the credits, we open up with Joel, Ellie, and Tess sitting around. We see Ellie up close, and she looks like she's sleeping outdoors in the grass, doesn't she? Well, because they separated her. Right. Because she was bit right because they they still don't of course joel isn't convinced that she's gonna survive
1: even though the the bite has completely healed up and she was totally fine well she's got it wrapped up right and uh they're basically he was sitting there with a gun on her the whole whole yeah because she wakes up and he's got a gun on her yeah but the cool thing what i
0: loved about it was she looks like she's sleeping in this grassy meadow and you look up and you see the beautiful sun and then they pan back a bit And she's actually inside some dilapidated building where the moss and grass has started (laughs) regrowing. And of course there's opening right to the sky. So speaking of my brother-in-law, Barrett Bishop, I don't know if you heard, but I I shouted you out for getting your new uh, comfy chair to sit in brother. So there he is. (laughs) So yeah, so she's laying there. Joel and Tess are basically still having this conversation. Like, do we kill her? Do we keep her? What do we do? And of course, Tess is the, kind of like the, the good angel, and Joel's the bad angel, and they're sitting there with a gun on her, and she wakes up, and they they talk about it for a bit, and they decide, well, I guess I'll keep going, right?
1: Well, she, well, they're trying to figure out why she's so important. Right. Yeah, and yeah, they ask that's... her,
0: right? Because that that was in this episode where they ask her why yeah. she's so important, and, and uh, Ellie's like, I wasn't supposed to tell anybody, and then I go and tell the very first person I see her I, I'm yeah. with, right? So basically she, which we talked about before a bit, but she got bit, it didn't take, so she's immune. The whole idea is they want to take her to meet up with the fireflies at the municipal office building outside of Boston. So they can try to come up with a vaccine. Yeah, so they want to study her, check her blood, all of this stuff. So that's where they're heading. Joel isn't completely convinced, but they decide, hey, let's do it. And so what I like about Ellie is she's a hard nut, she's a hard case, but she's still a 14 year old girl mm-hmm. who jumps at dead bodies and is completely enthralled by the post-apocalyptic wasteland around her right because yeah. she's grown up in the qz her whole life the quarantine zone right and um so it was kind of neat the chicken sandwich do you remember the chicken sandwich Yep. yeah so um joel and tess are sitting there eating what I think, like I think it was jerky jerky but it looks like some of the hardest it looked it looked chunkier or thicker than uh the turkey from national Lampoon's christmas vacation that's what it looked, it looked like you know and uh ellie's like oh i'm just gonna sit and eat my chicken sandwich <laughs> and so they have this stuff they're able to smuggle in so ellie was able to get this fresh chicken sandwich that looked delicious you know <laughs> and uh so ellie's like yeah i gotta go use the bathroom or whatever and uh I, it's just one of those things but they throw her a magazine to use for toilet paper And i laughed it was kind of one of those old-fashioned <laughs> things but it was what it was so they decide hey we're gonna continue on and they they walk through the landscape it's a lot of you just, I'm taken aback by it because you
1: know, everything in this was filmed in Alberta, right?
0: Well, and you can see
1: some of the buildings from Edmonton. Yes, like you can tell which ones are from.
0: Even though they've been digitally enhanced a yeah, bit or whatever, but you
1: can you can somewhat tell which ones are which. And what's cool is that it doesn't look fake, does it? No, like I didn't get that vibe. The lighting,
0: every it doesn't look green screen. It doesn't look like it's even matte paintings. It just looks really. It looks like a world without people, doesn't it? Yeah They've done a really good job. I mean there's vines on the cars, there's moss growing everywhere. They go into a hotel or a museum or something and it's basically turned into a swamp in there, remember and uh, so yeah, so they're they're walking and talking. I, I like the time where they do this where they just spend some time chatting because you find out pretty quick Ellie and Tess are talking and you want to find out well, how did Ellie get bit? so she basically said well i broke in you know the the mall in the quarantine zone that we're not supposed to go in and it's full of creatures she said well i went in there and they're like by yourself yeah yeah i went in by myself (laughs) and uh she got bit in there and so tess and her are kind of bonded and tess is like well you got the balls what'd she say balls the size of something
1: Uh, the biggest balls or ever yeah bigger balls
0: than a man or something it was Yeah. yeah so it was cool because you get to see the tough side and then almost Five minutes later, they go inside of a, I believe it was the hotel, and you look in and it looks like a friggin' swamp in there. Mm-hmm. And Ellie's standing there, kind of like a scared little fourteen-year-old girl because she doesn't know how to swim because she's grown up in the quarantine zone. And then she's, you know, kind of playing around, pretending to check people in at the hotel. And this little cadaver, or this uh, corpse, floats mm-hmm. by and scares the living shit out of her. So as much as she thinks she's tough, yeah, she she isn't always tough, eh? No. And they're walking along, and you see these craters. She says it looks like the moon, and there's a throwaway line in there. She uh Tess says the bombing worked in Boston, but it didn't work everywhere else. (laughs) So, what's that tell you? The world fell apart, and oh yeah, everybody else kind of got you know (laughs) the shitty end of the stick, right? But and then um, this is where it gets very video game ish, which is fine. We knew that's what it is, but they're going through this hotel, and just before they go through the hotel. Joel says do you want to go the short road or the long road and so Ellie's like well um
1: what's the short road and he goes, the short road's probably going to get us killed he goes, I think I vote for the long road then <laughs> well not and that's going through the video game yeah or, not the video game sorry the whole the building
0: yeah which is like yeah. a bit you know it, it's very much a scene out of the video game this whole thing plays like a level so they get in and they're going up the stairs and they need to climb up through um this door that they think oh okay it's there Get through and uh, it had collapsed, so and this is one of my favorite. This is my favorite scene in this episode. So Tess says, Well, I need to climb up. Ellie wants to go because she's smaller, and Tess says, Well, if you die, you're no good to us. So (laughs) Ellie's like, All right, I'll go. And while they're walking away now, ah, there you go. See, yeah, and while they're walking up, she's climbing up through Ellie and Joel just sit there and bond, and that's what I really liked when they had that. They're having this conversation because if you've played the video game of course they get kind of fond of each other they have this like i don't know love hate relationship don't they well kind of like a father and teenage daughter relationship right and you have uh you have a, a dad who lost his daughter yeah and he's still broken up over it two decades later and you have a girl who grew up as an orphan and so they're sitting there and you know joel's like well that's a nice knife where'd you get that from and ellie asks well uh you know where are you from and he says texas and How'd you get here and he says pass <laughs> and i really wanted to know i want to know yeah. how the hell he gets from friggin' boston texas <laughs> to boston massachusetts so because does it ever say it? i don't remember it saying in the video game no i'm sure it'll yeah yeah i hope they fill it in because I, for me I, I i like to know those things well you know? i think it's because he doesn't want to talk about his daughter right yes that's very true yeah. and then then she asks him uh, are you and a thing and he's like pass no more questions about me <laughs> <laughs> He's a hard-ass man, that Joel. He, yeah. You know, he's a, a nice guy, but he has to do what he has to do. And uh, it's just one of those things. Just hang on. I'm going to mute. Can you deal with her? We're going to push the dog back out. Sorry about that, guys. We uh, won't try oh. this experiment again. So, test climbs up. They sit. They bond over this for a while. It's a, uh, you know, a, it's a good time. I just, I love where they sit and they have a moment. That's what I enjoy. And that's the best part of this entire thing is these soft moments between these two hard characters who just don't really know how to interact. They both are broken individuals. They're both very much just not personable, right? I mean, how do you you be personable in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was... Well, he's not personable to begin with no he, yeah wow. he, he, he loved his daughter but uh, they um that was about it right his daughter and his brother and that's all he freaking cares about so it uh, so from there they're they're just sitting there chatting and eventually Tess comes back around and Ellie you know she's not used to being out in this kind of open wasteland and she's not used to having to be quiet and looking over her shoulder all the time so there's a couple of different times where she either talks too loud or makes a noise and Mm -hmm. guess who comes along one of the clickers so we get oh yeah go ahead baby
1: well no they go into there and um well uh because at the end there don't they um say we have a problem and they're all like lying in the street their way oh yeah Yeah. that's right because they're looking out over yeah 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 um, but then when they get into the the building there uh they they're looking around. They're like, well, they get to the next building, and Joel's checking the roots. And remember, they're all dead.
0: Right. He hits it and says, it's yeah, dry." It's dry. Yep.
1: So um, so they go into the building and they're looking, around, and they find that dead the dead body. Yeah. And they're looking. I'm like, well, what happened to him? Because she said he she was attacked, and that didn't look familiar. Like that's not how they. Because he had gouges yeah yeah face, like, right? like an animal yeah it attacked, looked like right? a freaking grizzly bear or something exactly so. so and then they then they told her to be quiet because they knew like Joel and Tess knew it was a different type of a clicker yeah it was it one was, one that locates by sound and
0: can't see yeah
1: and he basically ripped people apart like uh
0: he's a pretty looking dude <laughs> like an animal yeah right? and yeah. uh it's got that kind of orangey fungus is that chicken of the woods that looks that color i can't there's that orange know. mushroom
1: that always looks well it's his whole it looks like his brains on the outside of his, yes skull.
0: we're going to talk more about that because um these effects are practical they're not yeah. digital and i love that but we're gonna i'm gonna park that to the end because i have a little article to read you guys but so yeah of course he comes along and yeah. it's one of the more intense moments in the,
1: the episode yeah because he can't see but obviously he's got like the supersonic uh Hearing kind of like the the ones from uh, War of the Worlds, not War of the Worlds, the so, uh the Quiet Place.
0: Yes, yes, like the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this scene reminded me
1: of the War of the Worlds when they're in the basement and they're hiding and trying to be right quiet. Well, it kind of, and, well, kind of reminded me of Quiet Place. Yeah, because like every little noise, they're attracted to the noise. Right, and that's how they they locate their, their prey
0: course my brain starts thinking couldn't you use that to your advantage you think you know like whether you i don't know souped up an old radio station that played something louder than everyone else and you just walked around with headphones on all the time you know or like because here i'm thinking okay here's joel standing in the corner trying to do you know a silent reload and this clicker's coming down the corner and i'm thinking take your empty brass and throw it to the other end of the hallway. Yeah. But he doesn't, of course.
1: Well, it, so. I think it's because they're worried it's going to attract more. I too, suppose. Right? Because, I'll give you that. Because if they, because obviously one's easier to handle. Because Joel shot it, like, how many times? And it was still coming out. And he emptied, so he had a revolver, a six-round revolver, and he emptied it before he killed it. Yeah, and and he, but it was still coming at him. Yes, that's right. And great. so, like, dealing with one like that, it's a lot better than dealing with ten that's true yeah I said they wouldn't have they wouldn't have the arm like the like the Browns and stuff yeah they wouldn't be able to and so there's some up
0: close fighting they eventually dispatch this thing but it is it's scary it's creepy it's got this like I said it looks like this flowering mushroom head on him and it looks scary as hell and it's fun because you're you can what I love I might as well talk about a little bit what I love about the practical effects is that it's in camera filmed so it's not like you know it's not like tom holland jumping off a, a, a building in spider-man where you know he's just wearing green pajamas and they're filming everything on a sound stage right so this is a real fight with a real stuntman wearing a real prosthetic on his head and everything just has that more down-to-earth gritty feel to it and i, I like it a lot um and then so in this fight of course uh ellie gets bit again doesn't she she does yep right on the same damn spot you know, like that's not cinematic and so joel of course joel and tess are sitting there and joel can't be happy about nothing he's always got to be a grump and he said well what happens if the first one just didn't take and tess is just like would you shut the hell up and get going (laughs) it was cute I, i enjoyed that quite a bit so um and then there's another scene directly out of the video game they have these planks so if you ever play the game there's a ton of times where you i I don't know how many planks are connecting different buildings but yeah. <laughs> they have these boards they look like you know two by tens or something that go between buildings that are like eight stories up and so they have to walk across it in this it's not a big deal but I kind of geeked out a little bit because it's in the video game and then they always have these dilapidated fire escape ladders they have to climb down right yeah so they do that and um from there they finally
1: come apart, come to where they're supposed to meet the fireflies, right? Well that that's the whole scene where he says they're dead and everything like that. Right. That's in the fireflies because that's where they're supposed to meet them. And then when they get in there, they realize that like they're all dead. Right. <laughs> Which sucks because now they're not gonna get what they were supposed to get. Yeah, and then uh and of course and then what happened and then that guy comes to life. Yep. The corpse. Right. And uh Joel I, I don't know if he panicked or he just didn't use his wits or whatever, but because they had that whole conversation about if like if the roots are alive and you kill one of them, the message gets sent to the rest of the roots and they can be miles away and it picks up the fact that that's that that's where they are, and they transmit and they communicate that way. So um, so he ends up killing that one and the roots come up around the fingers And then next thing, you know, you see like dozens of them getting up and start running towards the building And and, okay, the episode is predictable, but it doesn't matter
0: because it's entertaining you care about these characters and They have this like you said they have this whole conversation that talks about you need to inspect the roots So when they're going in the building Joel sees this big root stem coming up into the building and he cracks it smashes it breaks it open and he says it's dusty, so we should be good. They weren't really sure, but they thought they were. And then this guy,
1: kind of, well, yeah, he was kind of, he, well, he was kind of like a new, a new, yeah, so, yeah. So the roots that he would have had wouldn't have been damaged, so he would have started new roots. Right, that makes so, sense then. Yeah, yeah. So basically, but Joel, for some reason, he panicked and then forgot that. Yeah. Must have forgot that rule. Well, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure. That was weird. I wondered yeah. how he well I think he was upset because of what was going on with Tess because right. I think he kills if I remember correctly she shows him the bite before he kills the guy which we haven't mentioned yet So yes, we'll yeah know.
0: so well my yeah we might as well back up a minute yeah. because Tess um in that first encounter with the clicker doesn't tell anybody and eventually Ellie figures out she's been bitten right there on the neck which if I remember the chart she was going to turn fairly quick yeah right? it's fairly quick like yeah one to two hours i think yeah. or something so she yeah. had very little time to react of course joel is upset because joel gets upset that's mm-hmm. what he is i understand and uh that that clicker or whatever the newly formed one jumps at him and joel just shoots him in the fucking head just like that boom
1: <laughs> and and then that's because i think he was at it like he wasn't he wasn't thinking right, right exactly
0: so. and so like we said those tendrils that whatever the fungus they're like a like a nervous system right yeah but
1: it was only like a matter of like 30 seconds yeah and they all knew it's like yeah um it reminds me of like insects or I don't know like it can be like a beehive yeah yeah that's yeah. true sure yeah you, and they they just know and they just swore. well kind of like Resident Evil yes never yep, when yep. when when something would happen one spot they they would the computer knew or whatever that that's right alice. no not alice yeah no, whatever, um, yeah whatever the machine was yeah. knew what uh what's happening that's right and then they would yeah. send
0: them there and that so that and it was very typical it also had some 28 day later vibes right because yeah. you remember in there there's times when you know they're these zombies are kind of distracted because there's no prey around and all of a sudden when they hear him like when he walks into the church they all just go oh, oh, and they they yes. just swarm to him, and that's what happens in this so they go in um it was the municipal office building and of course all the supplies were there that they wanted <laughs> yeah and so
1: what does Tess decide to do huh? well she well she basically has Ellie take her bandage off to show Joel that it healed hmm. the bite so that he was like and then she told him that you know like basically that this is real right and you need to take care of her and um and then then she started dumping the gasoline so that he would get out so that she could hold them because it was only a matter of like i think a minute he said because he looks out the door and she goes how long do we have he goes a minute yeah
0: (laughs) and joel is a man of urgency yeah so tess tess says joel you need to do this and he looks at her for maybe half a second yeah there's not a goodbye there's not a kiss there's there's none of that cinematic tropes that we normally see yeah He just grabs ellie and drags her out of the building kicking and screaming ellie doesn't even want
1: to go yeah
0: but joel not a goodbye i mean that is one hard man yeah and you know it comes from
1: well she was uh, just the same
0: sure she was but you could tell she was you know i mean rightfully so i mean it's it's a heartbreaking scene at the end isn't it so yeah um so from there she starts knocking the tops off the 55 gallon drums of diesel yeah Uh, she has a a zippo lighter (laughs) yeah Uh, some uh grenades yeah there's some grenades she knocks on the floor too and as joel and ellie are exiting through the back
1: they're all coming in and they don't really see her for a minute right no because well i think they probably can't sense her right away either because she would smell like that well i wondered if that's what it was yeah but at this point I think you're you can start to see that the virus is taking over her because yeah she's, like she's, yeah. she's still trying to like light the lighter of course you know the the, the climax of the it cliche like, or the, whatever. The, yeah. yeah it wouldn't light it wouldn't light, she wouldn't tried light. to
0: flick that damn Zippo 40 times yeah didn't light
1: and then uh but then he then the one guy comes over to her but I think it's because he could sense the virus or whatever yeah they yeah. were
0: it was almost like the, he had to transfer the or i don't know they all become one together i think right? they're like
1: communicating yeah yeah because because she didn't really fight them. no no she, i mean she did she didn't
0: have you know but
1: i know but like it's like her body like she didn't have any control over it yeah
0: it was yeah. just she's oh it's gonna happen it, it's cool because in her face you can see this it's like she wants to bl- she wants to blow the damn place up but at the same time she knows this guy's coming and finally of course she gets the lighter lit Yeah, and the whole friggin' building just goes like that. Yeah, and luckily, it killed them all, I guess, or at least well, that's what it implied. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I believe that
0: is where the episode ended, right? Was there anything
1: beyond that? No, it just it just shows Ellie standing in the grass there, right? Kind of brokenhearted, and
0: yeah, Joel needing to be, and you know, when you play the video game, Joel makes a habit of saying things to Ellie like. You know, I can leave you in a heartbeat or I can just leave you here without a second thought. And, you know, to actually see him do that with Tess and this is he's a hard man. I don't know how well, else and, to put it.
1: And when they were in the building there when she was eating the sandwich, Tess told her, plain as day, that her and Joel were not good people. That's she true. She said, look, yeah. me, we're not good people. And I don't know what you expect from us. And like, at least she was That's honest. That's true, right? baby. I forgot yeah. about that. So, and
0: because the whole monologue that she gives to Joel. For the last minute or so before he leaves is basically like we fucked up we're bad people we're horrible people we've done evil things yeah. just make this one thing right just look out for ellie you know yeah. the best you can and she, you know yeah. he, he did what he could and he commits to it he, he he's not a perfect person he's not even a good person most of the time but
1: well and they never and they never actually really say what they did that made them so bad you know or what makes them think they're so bad right it would be i would love i have seen this on like a prequel
0: yes i and there's been talk of a video game that goes back and fills in those 20 years but i would love to see uh neil drucker the 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 creator and writer of the game i would love to see him put it to celluloid to make a a show out of it you know yeah i think that would be awesome two or three seasons of what happened to Joel and his brother and Tess and and even Ellie, you know, well, what, and, and the fall of it and everything, like, yes. yeah, like that would be kind of cool. And you know what, maybe they'll talk more about that. I hope the thing I really hope is they keep doing these flashbacks, yeah. I love them, I think they're awesome. They kind of break up the i mean, everything is dreadful, <laughs> and, and I mean that in a sense that everything you watch and hear is depressing. That's part of the story, and you know, this is the end of the world people are just surviving and surviving is a dull thing it's a dirty thing oh, you know yeah. i always bring up shane from the walking dead he, he's the only one that figured it out early on in there and joel joel reminds me of him yeah right? he just he does the dirty stuff that needs to get done and well and, and that's
1: the problem the only thing that uh that joel has that shane didn't have what you kind of feel bad is that shane uh got done what had to be done right and then everybody shit on him for it i know that's true and it's like cause like all of a sudden you're in the middle of the apocalypse and there's zombies everywhere and you're gonna all of a sudden grow a conscience you know what i mean like that's that's that not all, how it works it always bugs me oh i know like you can't you can't have a um you can't be who you are and then all of a sudden the next season grow a conscience because like because Rick, Rick was going around and he was shooting everybody and he was killing everybody. And then all right. of a sudden he grew that. and Shane was like, well, what the heck's going on? This is not who this is not what we're doing. This is what has to be done. And all of a sudden, and then all that crap with Lori making Shane sound like he's some sort of evil guy and everything. And it's like, no, he, you know what? He saved you. He saved your son. He kept you alive up to this point. And he knows what has to be done, and he's getting shit done. And now you're saying that he's a bad person? I
0: mean, he's the dude that, I mean, take him or leave him, whatever. But he's the dude that shot the guy in the leg. Because Shane Shane was a walking epitome of you don't need to be the fastest. You just need to be the second slowest. Because he literally shot a dude in the leg so the zombies would eat him. But the thing was, that was so...
1: Carl could live.
0: So Carl could live. He did...
1: But... Again, he's the bad guy. He's
0: always the bad guy, and
1: I that that wasn't right. Like I honestly, I was so mad when they killed Shane. Me too. I was because he he was the he was he, he was honestly one of the mo the most relatable characters. Well, I I watched
0: but, him and I'm like that's my dude. I yeah. I mean I'm not a you know not a dark person, but
1: well, no, like but but you do what has to be done, and I'm sorry, like if 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 you need to get something to save a boy and you've got a broken ankle and he's slowing you down, you know, like it doesn't make it right, but you get shit. But it's reality. You know, we we talked about, it's going to sound off, but I did
0: the show last night about the Buffalo blizzard. And one of the, one of the lessons I, I talked about in that was that you need to focus on you and your family because, and this is going to sound bad, but there were people who went out in the storm because their neighbors didn't have anything. And then guess what? The dude died. He left a pregnant wife at home and he, you know, succumbed to the elements out in a friggin' snowbank because he was trying to help other people. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean don't help other people. But what it does mean is put you and your family first and then worry about everybody else. Well,
1: see, and, and that's the thing with Shane again. He got Laurie. He, he tried right. to go to the hospital. Rick was in a coma. Couldn't yep. do anything about it. So he got Laurie and Carl out. Yep. And the next thing you know, Rick shoots him in the head. Like, hey, buddy, gee, thanks for saving my family and keeping them alive for this amount of years or however how long I was in my coma for. And all of a sudden now I'm... And then Rick goes
0: on later on to be a yeah. way worse person. Yeah, like going
1: ways. into the water tower there and killing all Negan's men when they were sleeping and everything. Like, yeah. they're the bad guys. Yeah, right? they, and that's and that, yeah. that's what I
0: kind of enjoy about these yeah. post-apocalyptic shows is it. We, we do these mental exercises, right, mm-hmm. where we... we, we you know, we kind of click with certain characters, and we think, okay, well, what would I do in this scenario? And it, what I like about, and I've got an article here, i then I want to touch on a little some quotes, because there's somebody that complained that the show was just too dark and too bleak. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck did you expect? It's, it's about, <laughs> it's about the it's end about, of the it's world. It's about a virus <laughs> that wipes out, you know, 99% of the population with no hope. I mean, what so what money? do they expect
1: it to have? Like flowers and sunshine? I, I think like, so. Yeah, yeah they yeah. they want it to be, a, you know, um, I don't know, a unicorn contest where everybody gets. Well, the no, one, they want so. it to be like the Walking Dead in season eight when everybody grows conscience. Yeah. And all of a sudden they all live in harmony, and they only kill what they quote the bad guys. Yeah, exactly. Right, like no.
0: So uh, shout out to Darkwing day fifty five over on Twitch. Good to have you, sir. Always love having you in here. I love the emojis. It says hello there and I can't quite make out what that one is but uh good to have you so yeah the so that was kind of the end of the summary of the episode and some of our thoughts so I wanted to chat a little bit about the practical effects because I'm know, I'm old school I love it you go back and you watch the first Jurassic Park and that movie still holds up today doesn't it yeah, I mean sometimes the so. effects yeah. you know the, the dinosaurs look as good as the day they were made yeah because they were in camera effects that had very minimal Uh, I wondered, okay, so Dave says that's a Fallout vault. He says I stream Fallout 7. Very cool. Right on, man. So if you go back, all of the effects, or almost all the effects in the Jurassic Park, this is what, 93 when that came out, I think, so 30 years ago, were filmed in camera. And then there were some minor touch-ups with digital. Then you go ahead to Jurassic Park 2 and 3, and then Jurassic World 17, 18, 37, and 42. And they don't even look... You know they come out and they don't look as convincing because you know nothing looks you know when we when you have a pterodactyl lying down and the lead character looks like oh you know they're not looking at anything there's nothing to it 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 takes you out of the moment and so i i've always been a big fan of whenever they can create an effect in camera in front of the actor you it's more believable right yeah you, you, you gain the emotion of the the event that's what i well
1: just it. like what they um like not not a whole, well, I guess not four, but uh, in one of the Christmas movies there in Die Hard. Yes. So it's like uh, when they're dropping Hans Gruber Gruber off the side of the building. Right. They they actually physically dropped him, but his reaction is real. Right. Because they told him they were going to drop him on three, and they dropped him on one. Could you, and that dip, that is a real reaction, right? But but he was at, like I don't, it doesn't say how far he fell, but he actually was bungeed and he was falling
0: isn't that cool so
1: it and like for him to make that face it must have been high enough he knew if he felt he was going to hurt himself (laughs) right right? so like that kind of stuff
0: and i love i love it you know you you look at the old like the evil dead and you know all all the gallons of blood that were in that and the the actors and actresses it's no cgi blood man you you get a better you get a better feel for the emotion of a story when the actors are looking at something real as opposed to some guy in green pajamas that they know, well, it's okay, Adobe After Effects will take care of that, right? (laughs) So um, I brought up this article from fandomwire.com and it uh, it says one of the most impressive aspects of The Last of Us is the use of practical effects to bring the clickers to life. Instead of relying on computer generated imagery, the show's creator chose to use prosthetic makeup and special effects, prosthetic makeup and effects on actors. A decision that's paid off in spades. So I agree completely. Like I said, when you have a guy running, I, I even wonder how the hell the guy can see with the right the prosthetics because it looks like a giant fungus on the front of well, his face. I bed. wonder if
1: he's got like maybe something in his ear, and they're telling him where to go. That's probably. Can you imagine? They run into the wall <laughs> or
0: something. So um, then they said, "So I wanted to kind of honor this guy." They said, "The man behind this masterful work is none other than Barry Gower." special effects artist who's made a name for himself in the industry with his work on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Stranger Things. So I Googled or I went on IMDB to look this guy up and it was pretty cool. So he's done. he, He doesn't he's not even just a special effects guy. He's a prosthetics guy, which means he makes faces and hands that look real. So he's done prosthetic work in House of Dragon, Stranger Things, Last Night in Soho. And the one that I thought was the most impressive was uh, Chernobyl. Remember the, so if, if any, so this show is kind of a sister show to Chernobyl. If you haven't seen it, it's only six episodes, I think. But it's think so. fucking incredible. You'll love it. <laughs> it. And it's dark. It's bleak.
1: It is. And it's, but it is kind of slow.
0: It is. but yeah. oh, It's a good story, though, the way they yeah, tell it.
1: Yeah, it is. But um, it's kind of, uh, when you're watching it, though, like, you have to under like it is a little bit of a slow first, yeah. I, you know, and they um, <laughs> so Darkwing Dave
0: just says, Hey, if you sell used prosthetics, are you a secondhand salesman? <laughs> but i will bump the uh, the award for dad joke of the evening mm-hmm. goes to Darkwing Dave over on Twitch. Yes, I would say you are, so um, yeah, I, I just wouldn't want to get it half off, that would be that would be awful, wouldn't it? So, anyway, so yeah, this guy does some incredible prosthetics work and if you haven't taken a minute uh, you know it's not that long but it, that show is just incredible Chernobyl the the effects because I mean people literally have their faces melting right mm-hmm. and the radiation so he did that so that that kind of gives you a, an idea of what works you know so and he is just oh, I love it like I said anyway the special effects there CGI has its place there are certain things that will work but for the most part, if it can be done practically, and I think you're seeing kind of a resurgence of that, aren't you? Yeah. Because remember, we just watched. No, nah, it wasn't a great movie, but um <laughs> what was the clown? The killer clown movie we just watched. Oh my goodness, that ridiculous. Yeah. Something too. Anyway, it, I can't remember. It was. It was re- yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It was supposedly the most bloody film of all time. It was. And um, the whole thing was just. It it wasn't very enjoyable, but. It looked real. It was like
1: two hours of my life. Yeah, I know, I know, so I know. I can't even believe I the, sat through the whole. The day. Terrifier Two is Ter- what it was called. I can't believe I sat through the whole. And day. all it really
0: was was an excuse to string together some of the most gory chop up scenes I've ever seen.
1: I didn't understand it. No, it all. wasn't
0: good at all. You know, it just no. wasn't. So, it, but, I say that that was a low budget film that really worked well with in-camera effects. And I like that. Uh, Smile was another one. Um, Yeah, and I didn't really like Smile. I didn't like it either, but they did. A lot of horror now is going back to practical effects because of all the film. you know, when you have somebody who can fly, like Superman, or Mm -hmm. you know, Spider-Man who can swing on spider webs, you expect things to not look real. You understand that, right? But when it comes to horror, the whole idea is you're supposed to be scared shitless because you're in a bad scenario, right? and so if it's done in camera
1: and it's done practically then to me it's more scary don't you think it all depends like it's not just it's not just that but it it has to be even with the practical effects it has to be a good story Mm -hmm. because like you said like the terrifier like there was blood and stuff but don't don't waste your time watching it it's ridiculous no it wasn't yeah it wasn't good at all but that's the thing like so like basically they wait they wasted all that on the crappiest movie that they could ever think of. So it's just like if the story's not good, it's and, and that's a good really point matter, too, right? right? Like, because it just But
0: the other on the other hand is you can have a really good story, but sometimes you can have uh so you can have a really good story but bad special effects. Mm-hmm. And it it can take you out of the, you know, because if, if you're really into a story and then all of a sudden you're like Oh shit, that looks really bad. Sometimes it can take you out to the movie too, Sometimes, right?
1: But I, when you see something really good, though, really, I never really see anything bad effects because you're distracted by the story. I suppose. Uh, I, I guess I could use Signs as a
0: good example of that because we just rewatched Signs and
1: yeah, and the effects weren't the best on that one either. But right? holy shit, that is a scary movie because you're because you're. Uh, you care about the characters. Well, you're caught up in the story, right? So you kind of don't pay too much attention to the effects. But if you're just constantly looking at the effects, you're kind of like, oh, well, these are dated and everything like that. But but it's an incredible story. So you don't even worry about that. That is true. And but if it's a shit story, then the effects mean nothing. That's, yeah. Because and you're you right, have I, to get through the story to get to the effects. I'll and, definitely give you that. Because a, yeah.
0: a good story will overlook a lot of bad things, right? Yeah. If you have characters you care about and you have a story that's engaging, the rest kind of takes care of itself, doesn't it? exactly and, and i agree yeah you're right and I'm yeah it works that way with most genres so last week we did this where i went and looked at the review on rotten tomatoes <laughs> so it has a rotten tomato score of 95 percent. this episode does with 22 ratings now so out of 22 ratings there's only one negative rating oh
1: so price there's always one negative. there's always one
0: somebody different this time um so, I looked it up because it's way more fun to talk about the negative ratings mm-hmm. than the positive, right? Because negative sells.
1: Honestly, negative is probably just somebody who has more time on their hands than they need.
0: I think you guys will enjoy the quotes that mm-hmm. I found
1: from this dude's uh, review. So,
0: his name is Randy Dinkovich <laughs> at Tilt Magazine. I don't that know that to- <laughs> he has been a TV reviewer for about 15 years. So, he's legit. He is a top critic on Rotten Tomatoes. So, he has done his due diligence so i'm not going to pretend to be a better reviewer than him but i'm going to pretend that he's completely wrong in this instance because (laughs) i think he is but uh so he said infected the last of us episode two is laborious and in other words it takes too much time to get through and it's absolutely boring and then his so okay this episode is a journey episode this is an episode where people Go from point a to point b they run into bad things and at the end of the episode they've made it further along on their journey
1: right and whether well and le- whether or not you want to admit it you're always going to have one of those episodes where it's like it can't be you know start to finish complete action Absolutely. because then there's no storytelling right like you what was those... it a little bit draggy sure right but so were some episodes on Game of Thrones you're watching them and you're like ah oh, but guess what you we know? got during this
0: draggy time we got the scene where Ellie and Joel sit down and start bonding yeah. we got the scene where Tess and Ellie were walking she filled there's some expo- exposition where they fill in backstory they talk about how you know the place was bombed they uh Tess says Ellie has balls the size of yeah. Uranus or something <laughs>
1: yeah. you know
0: and But you
1: you're always going to get that type of story but but, like, just because it's a little bit boring and slow, it doesn't mean it's not giving you information. Right. And and that's, in, like, you know, like, even just the first little part with Jakarta and stuff. Like, that right there uh, gave a tremendous amount of information about how it was all, in fe- like, how it was How traveled. the infection started. Yeah, like, but, like, it's, like, it was a good episode, sure, but was it a little bit slow? Yeah. Like, I'll give it that, but it, but you always have to have those episodes so that you know what's going on or you're just going to be completely just watching you know like kind of like something like criminal minds where it's a new episode every week and it has nothing related to the story so you have to you have to have these episodes
0: to me this is the equivalent of watching the movie the road and complaining because the entire movie takes place of a guy walking on a road you know what i mean like okay the last of us is literally a road trip about a broken man and a 14-year-old girl who have to get somewhere. That's the whole story. And so somebody's going to complain that they get a road trip episode, right? So anyway. <laughs> so the next thing this Mr. Randy so astutely puts, he says, The Last of Us is a decidedly unhappy franchise. Even for a zombie story, it has terrible storytelling. But at least people got laid in The Walking Dead. Like, he sounds like a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old boy wrote this. So he's... He's basically, so I, I actually accidentally cut out one line there. So he basically says, it has terrible storytelling. It is a negative, unhappy place, just like The Walking Dead.
1: But at least people have sex in The Walking Dead. Like, Well, it he, is an unhappy story because the entire world has been decimated. Right and so what do they expect people to do walk around and just worry about getting laid the whole time like i don't like, like I'm, i
0: always say we always watch these post-apocalyptic things we always say how unrealistic it is because, well, yeah,
1: because as far as i'm concerned like as much as you know like go ahead and procre- say yeah. well procreating is a natural thing um i think you're going to be a little bit more concerned about surviving and where your next meal is going to come from and where you're going to sleep that night and if you're going to be warm enough if your kids are going to have enough food if like whether or not you're going to have access to running water or like that is a lot more important than any of that and honestly you're you're dirty you're grimy you're stinky it, the last thing i want is some st- stinky man coming around and it's like Ian, get your stinky balls off me you know what i mean like it's true it's the last thing you want and and then of course in the walking dead they turned it into a soap opera oh like where, where are these women finding razors to shave their armpits how are their legs no, shaved remember the
0: shower scene with uh with um maggie and uh, glenn and they remember it's the first time well maybe yeah. not the first time but they're, yeah. they're at the the jail and they pan down maggie's bare back and yeah. they just keep going and going and going, and it's like she doesn't have a butt crack, remember? And she her armpits are completely shaved. Yeah, and we well, always so, say, How
1: the hell does that work? You know? Like, because honestly the last thing I'm gonna be worried about is whether or not my legs are shaved and my armpits are shaved, because like I'm gonna be more concerned about finding clean water that I can drink. So like I don't I don't understand that at all. And that's what made the walking dead like a soap opera. Oh, stupid. Yeah, I mean, because, it really that's it, why because everything was like it, it kind of like when it like the first little bit was great and all of a sudden when it turned into a soap opera like oh well he likes me she doesn't like me he likes me why the hell do you even care
0: turned like, into a cw show
1: yeah like you're running from these things that get up and eat you <laughs> and you're worried about whether or not he likes you hey look stop like, and shag in the woods you know it's like get oh, a fuck? life i mean i get it <laughs> I, and you
0: know if you get, get yourself life. to a safe place <laughs> and uh yes <laughs> Yeah, Darkwing Dave says, Mm -hmm. and all these apocalyptic survivors have purdy teeth and intact clothes. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
1: because... Like you said, it. I mean... And none of them use the bathroom.
0: No, no, they never have.
1: Never use the bathroom, because they don't explain the fact that when you basically have been in starvation mode for weeks on end and all of a sudden you have a great big huge meal, I don't care who you are, you're going to have diarrhea you're gonna have diarrhea you're gonna have stomach cramps you're gonna possibly throw up you're gonna have, like because your body has been in survival mode and all of a sudden you're introducing like a huge copious amounts of yeah you like know, a huge amount of food to your system that's gonna put your system into shock people and then have, none, of, and none of these people you never see them run to the woods like oh yeah okay guess what you're gonna shit your pants because that's what's gonna happen
0: except when it's pertinent to the plot exactly because like
1: it never shows any of this stuff and Honestly, it would be so good if they actually did a zombie story that was actually related to real life. Because it because like both like even with The Last of Us, it's you know it's well, she goes off to
0: pee. She, she does, does yeah.
1: but no, but like they don't explain, you know, like when they're living in the Q zone and stuff, like they have these these tickets and everything, but like but they're showing people survival mode. Right. But the walking dead doesn't do that. No, like like you know that was there's one time, a few episodes, yeah. But remember reading. they're like walking on the bridge there. Yep. And, um, and like they're basically dehydrated to the point they can't walk. And then a couple episodes later, it shows them shooting the dogs and they're eating all that dog meat. Right. And not one of them got sick. Mm-hmm. That's, that's bullshit. I don't even care. No, your body, w- your body would totally react to that.
0: Darkwing yeah. Dave just pulled something out of the left field. I would never <laughs> have thought of. He said, if you want an authentic survivor, look, Robin Williams and Jumanji, he's got a beard to his chest and stitched together clothes. Exactly. <laughs> That's the comment of the night. He comes in with a dad joke and the comment of the night. You're doing well, pretty see, good, Dave. Well,
1: see, and the thing is, so, like, there's not nothing saying that you wouldn't have access to all kinds of clothing. Right. Right? It's possible. But sure. it, but it, seriously, like, it doesn't show them, it doesn't show any of them changing their underwear.
0: No. It doesn't show any of them wearing, changing guess,
1: their but. socks. Right? Like, and when you're watching Rick, the first, like, episode three to four, he's wearing the exact same jeans and boots and everything, That's but true. it never shows him showering or anything. Like, ew! But, right, like you're disgusting, and that's what you're gonna be. But yet these women, perfectly shaven armpits. Uh-huh. They don't have any, you know, no blemishes. No eye- it <laughs> looks <laughs> like their eyelashes are perfect. Their eyebrows were perfectly good plucked point. too. Yes, because I do my eyebrows every couple weeks. I no, I don't think so. If you don't, if you don't have any way of doing, now This has been a
0: Mrs. Cook rant.
1: I love it. I'm sorry. It's fine. Don't apologize. It's the whole type of thing that irritates me the most. Like, if you're going to do something realistic, do it realistic.
0: Yeah, I agree. So I've been prepping for the post-apocalyptic book club that we do every uh, once a month. And this month, we're doing book eight of the Going Home series. And in there, uh, the family, Morgan and his family, decide to go to the beach for a barbecue because they just fought off some Russians and whatnot. (laughs) It's an awesome book and these feral people come out of the woods just um a loosely affiliated group of ne'er-do-wells and uh so they're like hmm that smells like pig so they were barbecuing a pig right and so they basically you know morgan and his family kind of like well we better leave let's look at them have the pig and so they cut off pieces and they give it to the whole family and this one little kid eats it five minutes later the kid goes over drops trousers and takes a shit right on the ground mm-hmm and anybody squeamish you know plug your ears for a minute but it's full of uh uh you know like worms or whatever yeah right? probably
1: tapeworm yeah. or or some sort of, yeah it'd be it'd probably be tapeworm
0: yeah that's what yeah. it was so the, yeah. the doctor went over and inspected it and he's like "Oh, these kids are not healthy at all so that right there that's exactly what you're talking about it was nice because yeah you know in a, a 10 plus book series they can take the time to to deal with help in sanitation issues like that because yeah But this guy all he worries about is well the walking dead was bleak but at least people got to shag like what the fuck right so no uh next quote from the incredible review this episode infected offers a number of mutations on its original source material but what it doesn't change in the slightest is how much it wants to revel in its own misery but every moment of hope in the last of us is brutally punished in what becomes a repetitive series of reminders of how in this world everyone loses except nature so that is in this um this series of course there is the underpinning of climate change they do talk mm-hmm. about and whatever you take it or leave it and but what there is is you see a world without humans nature starts taking over
1: it well yeah because there's nobody to it's maintain gonna happen. it right
0: i mean you look at any old road that doesn't get maintained the first thing is the you know, the weeds start encroaching on the sides and then through frost or, you know, just sheer luck, little roots and stuff shoot up. And all of a sudden you get trees growing up through the pavement. You know, it doesn't take long. And This guy is like, well, it wants to revel in its own misery. But well,
1: yeah, that's what happens. Right? That,
0: but everybody loses except nature. Well, in four words, you summarize the theme of the last of us, but you called it a bad thing. So there you go. Just because you're a good or bad person has nothing to do with it. Bad shit happens to everyone constantly, and only the only most resilient can find their weary existence in this world to face the next dice roll of survival. No shit. Yeah. Guess what? Whether you're a good or bad person, bad shit's gonna happen to you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. This guy's yeah. complaining that this happened. Like, what does he? What does he want? I'm not quite know. sure it, what he
1: wants. It doesn't make any sense, but because like, well, and it's like like, it doesn't really matter, because, like, whether you're good or bad, everyone has to survive. Right. And either, like, and unfortunately, in an apocalyptic universe, it's, you know, the, the strongest survive, unfortunately. And, like, you don't you don't want to think of that, but it's true. Sure. Like... Because, I mean, like, that is the law of nature, unfortunately. Exactly. And that's why I didn't understand that, bringing back to the walking dead, like, as much as you want to reproduce and stuff, but why would you bring a baby into I that? wouldn't want to. I because, know. like, like you then you have to constantly worry about noise and crying and the quiet place exactly right? like yep. but like that again was that's yeah, that was only the strongest yep. survive and and unfortunately you hate to think of it that way but it's true
0: i mean you I mean, could be goddamn mother Teresa,
1: mm-hmm.
0: walk out and step on a rusty nail and die a horrible death of lockjaw you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. so this person is i i think i think reading between the lines this person is looking for a simplistic if you're good you should win and if you're bad you should lose mindset or worldview in this show but the problem is that only exists in hollywood fantasy world it doesn't exist in real life and good people die all the time and bad people win all the time and guess what in life this weary existence where you just face the next dice roll of survival what are you,
1: you going to do?
0: That, that is life. That's the whole definition of life. Well,
1: and as far as I'm concerned, in apocalyptic, there's no such thing as good and bad. Because... There's
0: just shades of gray, right? Because
1: you're... Well, because you, good people are going to be forced to do things that w- they would consider that only bad people did. And bad people will be continuing doing their bad stuff. And it's unfortunate, but it doesn't mean... Like, but there, there's no... There's no good and bad. No. It's only... You're only surviving. Right. And The only good
0: choice is the one that allows you and your family to live another day.
1: Yeah, and and I find like with I I'm pretty sure it's probably going to come up, but I think the one thing that irritates about apocalypse is that um is the people who go feral. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like just because shit's happening doesn't mean you have to act like an idiot. You right. know what I mean? Like, okay, all like Mad Max.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> like, don't even get me started on that. I
1: know, but you know. but like just because okay, because obviously they were shit people before it happened, mm-hmm. and and obviously you know, and that's just who they are. But all like all of a sudden they can't speak a normal language, and they can't. Oh
0: yeah, the latest Mad Max even. Yeah, yeah like, you're right.
1: They can't speak a normal language, and then all of a sudden, or and they can't, um, <clears throat> and then like and just everything is so weird you know yeah kind of like the same with uh the stand
0: yeah or hold on let's slide back how about the garbage people in the fucking walking
1: dead yeah they gotta be the i (sighs) so like were you like that before this happened or like like did you talk like that before this happened like what what makes you so special that you have to be like this now like i i don't I mean, you know, they always say that the internet brought out the weirdos. I really think
0: that the, the, the apocalypse brings out some of the weirdest motherfuckers you're ever going to find. Because,
1: Well, it's just like a whole bunch of different cults. Oh, I, and, that's what it is. You know, yeah, everybody
0: and, always has this need for power, right? Or, I don't know, or sense of belonging. I don't fuck
1: it. It's just I don't know. Weird. It's so weird, and I don't understand why. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're, you're going to have these bad people that thrive with other bad people, and they do shitty things with these bad people and but just because they're that way like why do you have to have all of a sudden some made-up language and you have to wear chains around your neck and eat people and like you weren't like that you know maybe like,
0: you know I've i don't not, understand not
1: i'm not condoning it or whatever
0: but it, it almost has kind of a, a primal feel to it so like yeah, it's just, you I know, know i i people always need a way to explain what's happening in the world right <laughs> i know it's weird but you think back you know a thousand years ago and you know or, or what you know into the you know during the russia or the, the roman time you know they would you know if there was a thunderstorm they would say the gods were mad or if, you know it was always that so maybe that's part
1: of it i, I don't, don't know, know. It's i fucking just weird. I, I don't, don't understand it at all like i just like, and same with the ones that wore the masks on the walking dead. Yeah. Like, yep. was that a, a hobby you did before the apocalypse? Just wearing like dead people's skins? Well, or, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> did it. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like, I always, that's what, that's one thing about these. And I, and I hope the last of us, like, I know they're probably going to have people like that because I think they did in the video game too. Right? Yeah. Like, a little bit, you yeah. Know? yeah. And, We're going
0: to shout out to Utah Mike. We have no idea where he lives. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess somewhere in the States, but, uh, you know. Good to have you utah mike always appreciate you dropping in so the last quote from this guy and uh so it has to do with the final scene when tess dies yes. and so i know we explained it a bit but i want to explain a little more so she's there she's clicking her lighter and this infected guy comes up next to her and basically kisses her or gets very close because his mouth opens her mouth opens
1: well they were he was communicating with the fungus that was in her body right yeah they were that's how they communicated yeah I and that's him yeah
0: yeah so here's this this last quote kind of sums up what um okay so reading through this guy's review there's one word in there he uses a couple times agency talking about a person's agency and that's code for social justice warrior and that kind of thing you know what I mean whatever ah to each their own I went there I didn't mean to but let me read this to you and then you, you guys tell me what you think but it says I mean fuck. Tess can't even die in peace for her sacrifice and one of the more disturbing changes from the book she dies by being gently tongue-banged by a clicker as she tries to flick her lighter for the last time dot 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 which is just a really weird way to kill off a female
1: character What's her being female have to do with how she died? It, it, he's a white male, so he's standing up for her. Um, that has so,
0: nothing to do with it. like How do you? It must be so fucking tiresome to watch everything through that lens and <laughs> think you can't even enjoy this fucking TV show because you're worried that they gave a woman an unworthy
1: death. Well, and for starters, um, he seems to have this weird infatuation with sex
0: very much so yeah I, but um it, like i said the the review read like a 14 year old boy watching but there was no tongue involved no.
1: with that it was actually the roots it, there was no tongue and their lips didn't even touch it was just the roots going in would he have the same issue if it was a man well i think men. i think the men characters would probably die the same way because sure that's how it they, because they're communicating with each other because she was already being taken over and the care and the other guy coming at her knew that and could sense it. That's why I'm I'm assuming they were probably adding them to the basically to the the roast, the roster. Yeah. Because they knew it was new. So it had in like it, by it just
0: must be fucking tiresome to watch a show and to sit down and be entertained by a fucking work of fiction. Hmm. A bleak post-apocalyptic fiction that has no sex in it at all, except when well he seems
1: disappointed that he, he, he was very
0: disappointed that there was no you know banging in there. Yeah. But of course, the one time when it really isn't something sexual, he has to turn it into that, and then he has to turn it into a, um, a gender thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Shout out to Mechanical Otter over on the Telegram group. Good to have you. I see a big waving there too. So but like I said, it must be tiresome to not be able to enjoy any media today. <laughs> Because you always got to figure out the social
1: justice well, angle behind yeah, it. Yeah, right? but, and, like, for him to specify, like, I honestly, it has nothing to do with her being a female. I think if it was Joel, it probably would have been the same thing. Oh, it sure would have been. And it's just... Gender swap it. Have a woman who
0: did it to a man or a man. Yeah. A, what the fuck does not matter. Her gender had nothing to do with it. What it had to do with was somebody sacrificing their life. And why does he say book? Yeah, I don't know why he said book. I think he meant video game, but... Um, yeah. maybe he's confused uh, he's he's definitely, because it's confused. definitely not a book I, I don't want to go any further than confused but he's definitely confused so mm-hmm. once again standing up for something that doesn't isn't an issue I don't know mm. as a woman when you watched that scene did you think anything sexual from that scene at yep. all well, why not you should have
1: <laughs> I'm none.
0: telling you as a man that you should be offended as a woman what, no, what's because, wrong with you
1: because the first thing I thought when they were coming in um they were all running in and and she was standing there. Right. And none of them noticed her because I, I imagine it's kind of like, um, the thing gives off like a scent. Yeah. So they know, like they basically, uh, knew that she was there, but, um, it wasn't, uh, uh what do you call it? They they knew it wasn't fully human yeah so she they so, kind of ignored her I exactly thought, right? right and then when the gut the and then when she was doing lighter you could see something in her eyes that were cha- that was changing yes you could and the one guy come at her because you got to remember the person coming at her is not a man no, anymore. It, it's being controlled by. It's like a board. Remember the board? Yeah, yeah that's it, what it's, it's not like. a man, man. Right. It's a part right? of the collective of the. Fungus. And so it's not like this man is coming and approaching her as a woman to be to like to sexually violate her or anything. Because what it, what he's picking up is the the scent and the sound coming from the fungus that's in her body. Right. And they're connecting because that's how they communicate with each other is connecting through the vines and it that's the first thing that came to my brain and there was nothing sexual there at all so
0: so yeah i mean t- 21 out to 22 rotten tomatoes reviewers recommend the last of us but randy <laughs> mr dink randy dink from tilt magazine i think find another career yeah I, I i don't know maybe, maybe yeah. he needs to get into reviewing porno i don't know maybe he'd be more. he seems, to be, he more, he seems yeah. to be
1: pretty infatuated with it so. yeah <laughs>
0: Uh Utah Mike says, I guess I should watch TV kind of lost tonight. Yes, our Friday nights for the next while are going to be uh, dedicated to The Last of Us, the, the best post-apocalyptic TV show on television at the moment. We're really yeah. enjoying it. Except it's... for the
1: two first two seasons of yeah. Oh, that was good, but it's yeah. not current now. No, yeah. but it's still number one in my brain. Right? Yeah,
0: so. I honestly that first the first thing we we always turn it into a Walking Dead. because i love the walk yeah. we
1: gotta do we actually we should do one of these on the watch just the first season then we'll do no the we should season. rewatch them all Fuck that no
0: way yeah i i we should maybe as far as like herschel's farm or maybe mm-hmm. maybe to the you know I, don't know I honestly i would be happy to do the first six episodes i would be really happy yeah. um but I, I just it gets so boring it's yeah i so, think we should we'll we'll do a couple we'll we'll see maybe we could do a season at a time we'll watch a season and we'll do an episode to a season or something or maybe we could do maybe we'll do the first six episodes as individual shows and then maybe we'll do a season per episode yeah because
1: the new season is on Netflix oh I haven't
0: watched it yet shoot me in the head guys I love her and I'd do anything with you Mrs. Cook and I love spending time with you but I don't think I could watch the current season of The Walking Dead without being really drunk because I had this idea, well, I guess anyway, I had this idea that um, so if you guys, any of you guys out there are fans of Red Letter Media, and they do this show called uh, the Wheel, Best of the Worst, or anyway, they they have this wheel where they spin and they pick these old shitty movies they have to watch, and then they review which one's the best of the worst, and and they just make fun of it, and it's pure, you know, they get drunk and they watch shitty movies, and I've been watching another one called So Bad It's Good, and. People send in Steven Seagal movies to them that are so fucking... But him and his wife watch them. They record themselves watching it. And then they do some commentary afterwards. And anyway, so my idea was eventually you guys pick it or we pick it. The worst of the worst post-apocalyptic movies. We watch them and we react to them. And uh, we we make fun of them and give us an excuse or give me an excuse to drink some bourbon and watch some movies. So what do you think, hon? Yeah. I think it'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm game for that. Yeah, so maybe we'll spin this Friday
1: night thing off into its own podcast someday. We'll, we'll be so busy that... Uh, well, just any yeah. movie, actually. Like, oh. it's not to be apocalyptic. No, I know, but just it It's not comedies.
0: Yeah, it would suit the theme for a while, yeah. you know? But, yeah. So that was The Last of Us, Episode 2, titled Infected. I'm kind of excited. Where do you think uh, Episode 3 is going to head?
1: I don't know. I hope... Well, like, you don't want it. Honestly, they killed Tess off really quick. I thought for sure that was going to be like episode three, four. Yeah. But um, I think they want to get him on the road. I know. Well, um, why? Well, well, they're going from Boston to Wyoming. To Wyoming. So I imagine that's going to be a long track. What did but, I say?
0: Now somebody's going to correct me because I'm wrong. I, it was, was like, was it, was
1: it thirty days or fifty day walk if they walked it? I thought you said fifty. Yeah, but, maybe. But it. But I don't imagine like they're not going to. I think if they do that, it'll probably drag it out too much. Oh yeah, and and that's the last thing we want to happen with this is where it starts to get draggy, yeah. and then you get to the point where you're like, oh well, that was a waste of time. I'd rather it be so, too short than too long. You
0: know, I, I'm a big fan of the the Vince Gilligan uh, Breaking Bad kind of format. You know, that five to six seasons is enough.
1: Yeah, I think I I
0: don't see them stretching. No, the five. No, they enough. better not. Mm. They better not do what they did with The Hobbit you know i always loved that you had lord of the rings three books they made three movies they mm-hmm. had the hobbit one book smaller than any of the lord of the rings books and they turned it into three fucking movies that are eight well, hours what longer. did
1: we say i think i said three three seasons but probably yeah i could see that yeah as much as you want it to be longer then i think if they go longer than three seasons i think it's going to start getting repetitive and it's going to start turning into the because walking it
0: is a road trip story okay.
1: and yeah. You know they'll they'll probably do a time warp after season one like mm-hmm. they did with the, the game and I guess well, well it all depends whether or not he gets to Tommy true yeah and, uh, for, like, honestly I really think
0: there's enough in that game that they could turn this season the the first the first game into two seasons I think
1: well and and the thing is though the two like with the the Last of Us two Joel's not in it right not for very long no so <laughs> at least that we know I haven't actually watched or played that one yet but well from what I know he is. yeah right? no they yeah yeah so but to be fair isn't it it's quite a time jump between I know but see but that's what sucks though was like I can't see them going any further than season two or three without Pedro Pascal right because like we said last episode, last week is that um Bella Ramsey is what she is but she can't carry that show no like she's like she's an okay actress but she's not great
0: no she is what she is
1: and and I'm not you know like not to cut her down or anything like that but she she can't carry that show no she can't agree and um so like if they I don't know maybe they're gonna flop it around where that maybe that doesn't happen or I don't know or maybe fill in some of the time between maybe because between things or maybe that'll be the last episode
0: yeah I I don't know I just want you know it's good for Alberta that they're filming
1: here it is but once once they get to that point there there's nobody that can carry that show no and and he is
0: I mean he is he is the show and
1: exactly
0: it'll be good I Like you said, three, I'd be fine with three seasons. If we got three nine episode seasons, 27 episodes, fuck.
1: I'd be okay. I'd be happy as a pig and shit. So, yeah. And it's, yeah, because like, I don't know who else would be able to carry it. No, because like his brother Tommy couldn't carry it. I don't even know who that actor is. That's true. So Um,
0: now there is an episode coming up, a standalone episode with uh, Ron Swanson in it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's only in one episode. Well, I don't know if he's only in one episode, but there's an episode that's all about him. Okay. So. Um, and I like Ron's, but he yeah. wouldn't be able to carry it either, yeah. right? So Nick Offerman is his name. Yeah. He, I, yeah. He, you know, he chews scenery really well. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's funny. Uh, he plays, from what I understand, you know, uh, like a doomsday prepper type who um, may or may not be gay. I can't remember. So I, I there was remember. some.
1: I don't remember him from the He thing.
0: wasn't. He wasn't in the game. I think he's a new character. Okay. Well, so, seeing
1: that's why I'm thinking. And that's another thing, too. We don't want them doing too much of that, either.
0: I know. Because then you get too far from the source material. So far, they're walking
1: a fine line, and I like it. Yeah. The flashbacks are great. If they start going too much this way, then you're going to be like, oh, well, okay. No, that didn't happen. And then you're going to be watching the show, and you're going to be constantly like, oh, well, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. That's true. And then you're going to be kind of, then it's going to start getting disappointing. That's true. And I'm excited,
0: I can't wait. I wish well, no, I don't wish. I mean, uh, my, my live stream is exactly when the show premieres, and then it's straight to bed after that. So we never have time to watch it on Sunday, yeah. But this week we'll
1: probably be able to watch it on Monday, won't we, we? Might be able to, yeah, yeah. But it's just, I don't know, I just hope they don't do that because, like again, like what they did with the Walking Dead, yeah, right? Because right now, after Rick left, they have Carol and Daryl carrying the show. Daryl wasn't even an original character, and Carol died in the first right first series of the comics yeah so like they had a dead person and a non-existent character good, carrying the not, show but, but they're but, not great no they're not Yeah. right well they're not even believable because like well you're not even part of the walking dead universe it's true so i i just hope they don't do that i like i hope they don't stray too far from it so all we know is yeah. joel and ellie aren't going to die next week we know that no no Joel. they're not <laughs> going to die no
0: in a while. i'm excited so yeah so that's your prediction that's where you think we're going i think i yeah. think you're right on par there so yeah what do we got so it'll be next next friday night we'll be back um with episode number three i don't even know what the title is for it yet but i'm looking mm-hmm. forward to Pick it, it up. yeah we can we can try to find it right quick here and let's see
1: uh bring this over Go to. yeah i don't even think they put out um I didn't see any previews. Did you? Or?
0: They don't always, but they'll usually give you um, an episode summary of the next episode. So let's see if we can find that so we can leave you on that, guys. T E B M A episodes.
1: Let's see, let's see. Yeah, long, long time. Okay. So
0: episode, oh, doesn't matter. All we have is a title. So January 29th, episode title is a long, long time. And it, oh,
1: not a long,
0: it's just a long long, long, long time. time. Yeah. <laughs> an hour and 20 minutes long. So that's exciting. I like that quite a bit. But it does not say anything more about it. There's some pictures.
1: You no. Oh, Nick Offerman's in that
0: one. Is he? Where is he right. there? Right. Oh yeah, Bill. is okay. he in that one? So maybe that is the episode. This is is him here.
1: There yeah. he is. Yep. Yeah. 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 He's so in this episode. Yeah.
0: So it's uh I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait. This should be good. Should be interesting. Um they like I said, they haven't given away a whole lot of the plot in this
1: episode.
0: This guy? He looks familiar. I think it might be his husband or Jeffrey Pierce. His name is Perry. Uh, From, let's see, let's play this game of what's he from? Oh, he played, oh, he's in the video game. I don't know. Castle Rock, maybe. That's about the only thing we've watched that he was in, justified.
1: He looks really good.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, looks like next week's going to be another banger of an episode, hour and 20 minutes with an actor that we both really enjoy. So, yeah. That's it from us tonight, guys. Like I said, so next Friday, tune in. We'll have our third installment. Tomorrow night, I got Brian Norton, better known as Scrambling Bojangans, coming on uh, the show. Not even sure exactly what we're going to talk about, but tune in for sure. I'm kind of excited. And um, Sunday evening, I have, I can't remember right at the moment. Oh, Dan Dan Bartholomew is coming on talking about um, welding, so I'm pretty excited about it. It's going to be a good one. It'll be a good episode. So, yeah, that's it from us this evening, guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks for dropping in. I enjoy this. It's fun, isn't it, babe? Yeah, I guess. yeah. So from both of us, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.